She knew how to do this. She got out of the car, body humming, the mere click of her heels over asphalt somehow adding to her anticipation. Was it from the audible evidence that she was moving, getting closer to her destination after two long hours in the car, or was it the reminder of the shoes themselves, the fact that she wore her sexy, strappy heels for one purpose, and one purpose only? The hotel sat along the water in Traverse City, a busy tourist town on Michigan's west coast, and the architecture said, modern yet warm with stone pillars and lots of dark wood to remind you where you were, the great outdoors, the north woods. Yet boating and hiking were the last things on her mind as she stepped inside and looked around, her gaze homing in immediately on the big oak doors that led to the hotel bar. As she walked into the lodge, curious eyes swept over her dress, red and silky, clingy. Like the rest of the building, the decor was warm, woody, the walls hung with things like old snow skis and hunting vests. A large mural depicting a family of bears spanned the long wall behind the bar, where she calmly, confidently, eased up onto a stool. She didn't mind the eyes she felt watching her. In fact, it heightened the tingle of expectation, the eagerness now stretching through her in a slow-flowing river of heat. The gaze of the good-looking bartender, in his late twenties, held no judgment as he said, What'll you have? A white wine spritzer, please. Once, she'd started out with cocktails and discovered they made her too drunk, dulled her senses too much. And even simple wine possessed the power to leave her tipsier than she wanted to be right now. Watering it down with a little Sprite made it just right. And that was the key to her trips here every few months— making sure everything was just right. Goldilocks does Traverse City. The thought should have made her smile, but it didn't. Nothing about this amused her. Acclimating to her surroundings, she glanced around, without being obvious, to get an idea of the bar's patrons. She spied a creepy-looking old guy watching her from a booth and immediately blocked out the ick factor his gaze delivered. Loads of masculine laughter echoed from a darkish corner somewhere behind her, and the sound heightened her senses. Three college boys ogled her, too, from the end of the bar. Too young, but at least flattering. And if there were other females in the room, she didn't notice. They were invisible to her right now. She could move on to another bar if she had to, but she'd give this one a while first. This was like hunting and Northwood's girls understood about hunting, that the best hunters were patient, quiet, still. They let their prey come to them, and then they struck. She knew how to do this. Once upon a time, the endeavor had made her nervous. She'd questioned her every move, analyzed everything around her. It had all taken an enormous amount of courage and concentration, The act of walking into a bar, meeting a man, leaving with him, had been accompanied by grave fear. Valid fear. She knew the kinds of bad things that could happen to a woman. But each time she drove from Turnbridge to Traverse City, the two-hour commute transformed her even more than it had the time before. She became no less smart than usual, yet she was more in control. 
She was self-possessed. She was the one who orchestrated the events, ran the show. Fear fell away to be replaced by power. And now, at 32, she could barely remember the fear of those early years. It had disappeared completely. Now the moves came naturally. They took little more effort than breathing. The night, the darkness, protected her. So did the low-cut dress, which showed her curves and flashed too much cleavage. Cleavage that made a promise. The shoes, too, were like sexual armor. They turned her into someone tall, willowy. They also made her into a woman unafraid of her needs, bold enough to take what she wanted. Heavily painted eyes provided one more shield, as did her hair. Long, honey gold shot through with warmer strands. She normally wore it straight, tucked behind her ears or pulled back into a ponytail. But when she came to Traverse City, she used hot rollers to change it into something wild and tousled.